You're listening to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast with John Ballard and Evan Facinger. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat. How's it going, John Ballard? I'm good. How are you today, Evan? It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday today. Not sure when this will be launched, so maybe we'll try to keep it for Friday so everybody that's listening isn't jealous that we're experiencing that day and they're not. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so what Runs out here in Wisconsin, and uh, we got a good topic for today. We yeah, want to talk about to- migrating our domains. Yeah. And there's a lot that goes into it. It's uh, migrating the domain, you know, very common with redesigning a website. You know, you want to get that all set up and get the new domain on there. Um, a lot, I guess a lot to kind of chat through there. I think, I think it leads a lot of issues sometimes if you don't know all the technical aspects and if you rely on, you know, one company to really step in and kind of do all of that without having that kind of basic understanding and knowing the questions to ask, you know, there could be a lot of issues. So let's kind of walk through through it and, and make sure that everybody's got the information they need. Yeah, so the most common thing that we see here at Foremost is, you know, somebody is actually just building a new website, right? So the domain's going to stay the same, but usually what happens is the content management system's fairly old and they change like URL structure. So instead of like a bunch of obscure URLs, the new content management systems have pretty nice solid URLs like slash services or slash support or those types of things. So, you know, typically then we're directing old URLs to those new ones. I guess the other scenario that we see quite often is sometimes companies will combine two sites into one, which a little more challenging and then i guess the third you know would be you're like rebranding or changing the name of the domain which is probably the most challenging type of move so where do you want to start on i always like to start with identifying what pieces of content that you have on your current site what's important and then what are you going to have to move over and where is that going to be yep. so what you, what you what are the tools you use for that and what what are you looking for we're always taking a look at, I, mean, I think we use a few different tools really for that. We've got to make sure we keep it somewhere where we can, you know, make sure that we're keeping it all together. So Excel or Google Sheets, I think is a great starting point for that. So you can get all of your URLs listed out there, but then you want to dive into some other third party tools. You want to take a look at Google Analytics because I think you want to have a solid understanding about what are visitors, you know, for one, where are they landing on your site? Because if you have a lot of pages, you know, or a lot of traffic coming from good landing pages, you know, that means that they're going to be optimized for search most likely, or you're pushing a lot of traffic there. You want to make sure that you're paying attention to those. You want to pay attention to the overall visitor flow too, making sure that when somebody does land on, let's say the homepage, for example, being able to identify what are those pages that they're going to after that? What's that overall visitor flow? What sort of information they're looking for? All of that's going to be really critical. Uh, another piece kind of inside Google Analytics we always want to take a look at is, is the search. You know, if you have that turned on where you can actually see what, what people are searching for inside of your website, that's great information that can show you, you know, one, if you've got something that isn't uh, being portrayed properly on the website, you want to pay attention to that. Or if they're searching for something, not finding it and leaving it when they're on the search results, all of that can really help kind of showcase what content you 
should have on your website. But then you want to take a step further too and identify, you know, what are the backlinks? Well, what are the pages that you have links going to from that or from other domains to that website? Making sure you've got that complete list there so that you're not missing anything. So that that way when you start figuring out what are the new pages on the website, you can make sure they're all going to be mapped properly. So when you're putting in those 301 redirects, then you're not going to be missing anything and, and leaving stuff out there, which will, you know, hurt you from, you know, a backlink perspective, hurt you from an SEO perspective and an overall user experience perspective. Got it. So I've uh, identified all the pages that I'm going to move. And one of the things I see a lot is, you know, with a new site, people have a tendency to say, let's make it really simple. You know, we've got way too much content. And, you know, a lot of times that can be death for a new website. So make sure that you've really identified all the pages that rank and are driving traffic for you. And then, you know, make sure that you move them over. Even if you simplify them, make sure you've moved the basic, you know, page title, key, description, keywords aren't so important anymore. But, you know, your H1 tags, all that stuff is properly formatted, you know. And then uh, from there, you know, you got the old site, the new site, everything's set up. What do we do next though? Well, then we're going through and making sure we've got all those mapped properly with the 301 redirects, right? That's correct, yep. So there's tools out there, um, you know, um, in content management systems sometimes do this, or this can get kind of technical. We won't get into like the details of how to do a 301 redirect, but uh, your webmaster or host should be able to help you with that. But essentially what it is, is we're telling Google this page is moved, right? So we, we've identified old page and it's moved to new page. So that Google, when they re-index, will follow that through in a friendly manner. And, uh, you know, then, you know, I also like to, um, make sure that we resubmit the sitemap right away to Google when there's been a change so that uh, we request re-index and that can be done through Search Console, formerly Webmaster Tools. So what else yeah. you got on your list? You know, another thing I think is important to discuss too is that if you don't have content, so if there's content, because when you're doing those 301 redirects, right, you really want to make sure that you're mapping relevant content to the relevant page. You know, sometimes I see the mistake of just 301 redirecting everything to certain aspects. And if they don't have that page that makes the most sense, then they just 301 redirect to a homepage or 301 redirect to, you know, a different page that has nothing to do kind of with with that overall topic. And I don't think that's the right approach. You know, I think sometimes it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a 404, right? It is if you don't have anything relevant to show. So I think it's making sure that those 301 redirects go to the relevant new pages. Uh, and then that of course, you know, carries over for the backlinks, making sure that you're not losing all of that authority that you've kind of built up and all of that links that, that you've spent a lot of time gaining. I love what you said about 404 pages. I think that's one of the most overlooked aspects of a site redesign, um, you know, especially when you're changing pages or structure drastically, you know, 404s don't have to be just a page not found. You can have a very creative 404, you know, you can use art, humor is pretty uh, good. And also put links on there. And then, you know, we've actually started putting uh, contact forms on our 404. Couldn't find what you're looking for, you know, fill out this form and we actually are getting some, some engagement from that sometimes. So just uh, make sure you don't, you know, just settle for just a basic 404 page when you're doing a major redesign. Yeah, definitely. It's a great time to, you know, one, not only show a little bit of creativity, but two, you know, try to point them in the right direction. Just telling them they found the wrong page doesn't really offer the user a lot of value. But I think if you 
can do that with a little bit of humor, a little bit of creativity. Like you said, John, putting a form on there can go a long way. We've seen a good amount of form fills from that. You know, all of that can really help with the overall user experience of the website. I think the other thing too, you know, if we're talking about migration and, and redesigns and kind of what we're looking for for that is just to make sure that you're testing everything and going through it all, you know, that your forms, when you do fill it out, that you do still receive the notification, you know, they're still getting logged properly. All of those pieces are things that you want to make sure that you're paying attention to. As a web designer, the worst call you can get is, hey, I haven't gotten leads off my site in three weeks. And all of a sudden you go look at the form and there's been like, hundreds of leads that I've gone through that nobody's gotten. So not that we've ever gotten that call, but I've heard stories of other web developers that haven't checked their forms. So good point, Evan. Yeah. Um, no, and, and that, you know, just to, just to go on to that even further, you know, a lot of times that's the entire purpose of the website is to get yeah. people information, get them to fill out a form. So if that's not working, that's pretty drastic. Yeah. And I guess the other thing we really need to talk about is backlinks. You know, backlinks are such an important signal to the search engines about, you know, how you rank and they really affect how you rank on search. So, you know, the one of the other tasks that you need to do right away is identify all the backlinks to your site. Make sure that you've set up a new page for those backlinks and that there's those if the URL structure has changed, that, that you're through a one redirecting so you don't lose power from all those backlinks. Um, it's one thing that will really kill your website quickly. So. Yeah, and also it can help your competition quite a bit because there is a backlink building strategy to go through and find broken backlinks and then to yeah. reach out to those people that have the broken backlinks on their site and say, hey, this is broken. You should link to this instead. And then you're, you know, not only lost the backlink because it wasn't actually, you know, something that was uh, working anymore because of the, the URL change, but then potentially a competition, you know, is going in and getting that backlink instead of you now. So we're doing a twofer podcast today. You got a backlink building tip and uh, directions on how to redesign a site. Double dipping. Yeah. (laughs) So I love that strategy, actually. I mean, we do, we've done that in the past where we've checked some competitor sites for backlink, broken backlinks and um, found a few and, you know, reached out to that, you know, publisher or whatever with some new information. And it does work. I've seen it happen. Um, Yeah. No, it's one of those, one of those tactics that haven't gone away because it continues to deliver. Yeah, nothing makes me happier than getting a backlink that used to be going to a competitor either. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he means that too. Literally nothing can make him happier than that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Zita, please. So. But, yeah, so once we've identified the backlinks, um, what else we got on our list? Anything? No, I think that's a pretty thorough list. What do you think? Yeah, I think that should do it. Um, you know, again, pay attention to um, – you know, the content, again, don't cut everything just because you want to make it simpler. Make sure you understand what's what's driving revenue and traffic to your site as well. So, Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, and, and like you mentioned before, a lot of, you know, the overall modern design trend is to cut as much as you can, make it as minimalistic as possible, don't have a lot of pages. And, you know, I, I understand that from the design perspective and the user experience perspective, but I think that you can't ignore the SEO impact of not having any content on your site. You also can't ignore or the actual user experience impact for people that want to dive in deeper, want to keep going to those next levels and actually, you know, read and understand more. So I think it's really just paying attention to how the overall, uh, you know, how that navigation plays with your site, how a user is supposed to get from one part to another part. I know there's always that, that push to get people to go as, you know, as minimum clicks as possible. And I think that that's important. You know, you never want to have a lot of clicks, but I think it's also equally important to make sure that the clicks 
that you do have, that they're actually not causing friction. You know, I think people click a lot further and go a lot deeper in the site if they want to, if every single click makes the most sense versus, or, or you know, is ease of them and it's, it's logical versus having to figure out where to click next. So I think that that's an important piece too. And the other one thing I really forgot to mention too is, you know, depend on your content management system. A lot of content management systems will have, you know, your site show up in the URL as www and non www, meaning, you know, it could be https colon, you know, foremostmedia.com and then http www.foremostmedia.com. And those to Google look like two separate URLs. So it's really important that you set up um, your site to automatically you pick one or the other. You want www show up or non www and then have the entire site focus on one of those. Otherwise you're gonna have a bunch of duplicate content on your site. That's pretty easily accomplished again um, by, by the host when they configure the domain and, the, and your, your server. But it's super important and a lot of people overlook that when they're launching a new site too. So yeah, that's a great point. Essentially flooding your, your site with um, a duplicate page of everything if you, if you don't pay attention to that. So um, just food for thought. That's great. Anything else you want to talk about today, Evan, or should we wrap her up? Let's wrap it up. I (laughs) I think that was good. It's Friday. We've already double dipped. I I I think we're good. All right. Thanks, Evan. Nice talking to you. Thanks, John. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can stay on top of your game by never missing an episode. You can find even more marketing insights and show transcripts at foremostmedia.com.